0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 220, the 15th of September 2021. Welcome to the show, everyone. And joining us, as usual, we have Mr. Casey Green joining us from the D.C. area. How are you today, sir? Doing pretty well. Also, it's good news going on in the personal life. So, Very good. good. That's always good to hear. Always good to hear. Also joining us from the Sunshine Coast. We have Mr. Patrick Connor joining us from the sometimes smoky Oregon area.
1: How are you today, sir? I am good. Yes, it's a uh, beautiful weather here today. Lots of uh, kilowatts raining down on the solar panels. So it's, it's good to be here. I, I missed last week, and uh, that's too bad because I love hanging out with you guys and the whole Tesla Nation. This is a bright spot in my week, and uh, it's really fun. It, it's it's way better than talking to some of my coworkers today asked me about, okay, little side story. Uh, Northwest Natural Gas, they sent out this letter to a bunch of their customers saying that they encourage those customers to write to our state legislature and tell them how important they are to the future. Well, you know me, I want a future free from fossil fuels and natural gas is a fossil fuel. So, uh, I, I'm not like, shut it down today. We have to have a smart transition plan. And they, as a business, should have a smart transition plan to a new, better way of doing business. And they might have to change their name. <laughs> but uh, to to just, you know, so I have to admit, I haven't seen the letter. Um, I'm only hearing the second hand from my coworkers who are asking me about it. And um uh, so I was like, yeah, we do have to get away from it. And they were like, oh, but we can't because of this and that. And I was like, no, we absolutely can't. hundred percent renewable is absolutely possible. If you have a plan in place that includes storage, because you have wind overnight, you have solar during the day, you have storage for all the intermittent. And, um, there's all types of different storage Battery is one option. And, uh, we have a lot of hydro here and uh, one of the cool things you can do with pump storage is you pump it uphill when you have surplus and you run it downhill when you have uh, a need and with with the dams you can do the same thing just within the dam the water you're releasing you can pump back up it's not perpetual motion obviously there's some loss but when you have a surplus you have to have some water running through for the fish and other things and that's great Uh, but you can also pump water up there when you have surplus so and we've already got all the infrastructure in place to harvest that as energy when you need it so anyway there's lots of options and I'm so happy that when I mentioned this stuff some of them were like oh but these batteries have heavy metals like oh god <laughs> you listen to the wrong sources the, yep. these these batteries are, are non-toxic they're fully recyclable and uh, yeah. So uh <laughs> anyway, I'm happy to be here. That's all I'm saying. That's good. To, good. Well, that was a side
0: story and a half, but yes. we're always <laughs> glad to hear
1: Patrick as uh, as as he's got
0: something in his mind he wants to share it and it's uh as this one it's typically good to hear. So thank you Patrick. Well, our first story of the evening, we're going I guess it's about what just under an hour now, Casey. What is happening in just under an hour? So over
2: at the Launchpad 39A behind me here on the TV is uh, the SpaceX broadcast for Inspiration4. They're going to launch the first private spaceflight I think ever, right? I think
1: so, <laughs> and yeah. yeah. This this is gonna... four civilians going up, which is civil- not the way normally things are done.
2: Exactly. And uh, they're going to go on a uh, previously loved Dragon. Uh, they've renamed it, uh, but it's, uh, it's uh, the one that uh, launched Crew4. And I believe that the booster is the booster that launched uh, one of the GPS satellites into space. And that's uh, pretty exciting because they're going to go up above the height of the space station, uh, 475 kilometers, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they're going to go there for a couple days. And at at that point, once they've launched, there will now be three dragons in orbit at the same time. There'll be one cargo dragon, one crew dragon, uh, both of those on the ISS, and then this free floater. What I'm curious is we've got another crew launch scheduled at the end of the week, if I'm not mistaken. And I'm hoping that they'll overlap because there'll be four dragons in orbit at once.
0: Three would be a record anyways, right? Uh, this is a new be record. Even higher. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, so, uh, so the, the, the crew of four civilians, uh, yeah. one of which, uh, is a billionaire, uh, Jared, apparently. Jared, yeah. And, uh, Jared has basically paid for the flight and, uh, uh went out to the public and had a and had a I guess a submission to to get three other astronauts to join him not astronauts but they will be astronauts will be going on that <laughs> flight exactly so yeah. uh they're is it 3 days in orbit am i correct on that i think that's what it is i i, okay.
2: I keep, I keep uh, blanking on the on the duration of the mission
0: <laughs> but they're circling the earth uh, regardless yes. over and over uh, along the same route, I would imagine, just, you know, just rotating around. Uh, and you probably don't know this. I don't know it either. I just thought I'd put it out there. I, do you think they're, they're running the same way that the uh, ISS is running? In what way? Like you know, the, the ISS is, is circling the earth in a particular pattern. Would they be following that same oh. pattern, or would they be going maybe polar to polar or something different? I, I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't inquire on that,
2: but they're, they're, yeah, they're gonna sure be higher, they're, so they're, they're on their own schedule.
1: Yeah, yeah. unless there's a you, you always take off, uh, and go uh to maximize east. your um or uh, speed, yeah, you would take off going east. So, uh, unless you have a very specific reason not to. Um, then uh, you would always go that way just because it, it takes less fuel to get into a, to an orbital, right. orbital velocity that way.
0: So that's yeah. why that, the vast amount of uh, launches that have happened in the United States typically take off from Florida because they're right. all heading east. Closest to the equator they can get in the continental U.S. would be Florida, and that's what they're using that path for. Right. right. Okay.
2: And then they use California when they need to go straight south because... You don't want to fly over land if you can help it.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's the thing of going east is there's a, there's a lot of runway. Uh, if things go wrong, uh, you haven't have got debris raining down on the countryside.
2: Yeah, unlike China and Russia, we don't want to be dropping our rockets on people in case
0: of a, a failure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, success uh, to the mission, hopefully. Um, quite exciting. A uh, quick question to both of you. If someone paid for your ticket today... Would you get on that rocket today,
1: Why Patrick? Not? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> you, you would, it would absolutely, be awesome.
0: I mean, you would yeah. you would absolutely do
1: it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I'd be a little nervous, but I'm just not gonna say no. That's just too big of an opportunity to pass up. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. And Casey, it sounds like you would do the okay. same. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, after after our show is over, go over to YouTube.com/spaceX. And you can donate to St. Jude, who is the uh, beneficiary of of their uh, charity broadcast. Uh, it's to help with children's cancer. In fact, one of the astronauts today she is a children's cancer survivor, and uh, we lost Mark there. But <laughs> uh, be, be, uh, that that just goes to show that uh, that the work that they're doing is 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 valuable and and works.
0: So yeah. Yeah, so uh, a St. Jude survivor is uh, the, the uh, one of the women uh, that's on the flight, and uh, she actually works for St. Jude's. If, if you're interested also, there's a Netflix uh, that we talked about uh, last week yes. uh, that you can watch the series and uh, learn about the individual people that are on the flight. And uh and uh, kind of get a, a view as to how St. Jude's came into it, and how they're uh, how they're actually uh, using this as a charity uh, raise function as well. So uh, yeah. lots of detail in that uh, Netflix series.
2: I like Hockey Day's answer. He says yes for a few days, no for months on a time of the ISS. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's. A
1: very uh,
2: good I, I could probably do a short stint on the ISS as long as the Russians aren't launching any new modules
0: <laughs> while I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, I I I really I'd have to think about it hard. Like uh, uh, yes, it would be a tremendous opportunity. It yeah. would be it would be fun, but it'd be a I little bit nerve, be kind of nerve-wracking too because of uh you know that that you really you have some training behind you, but there's mm-hmm. not a lot. Yeah. Uh and uh you know, it's all automated. Uh this flight is completely automated. In fact, I heard that NASA has nothing to do with this flight whatsoever. Right, other
2: than they were the other than the launch customer. site, yeah, the launch site, writing. and they were the initial customer for this this craft.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch the launch again. Uh, just after this uh, broadcast, in at about eight oh two, was the uh, start of the launch window, and last we heard, uh, launch uh, information looked favorable for a launch tonight. So we will see.
1: Cool. I'd feel better with a, a NASA captain at the helm even though it's automated but <laughs> that's one thing that would help me, help me uh, feel a little better about it
2: yeah yeah well, the good thing is he's a pilot so it's, it's not like he's not no yeah a pilot
1: gear. of an
0: airplane <laughs> <laughs> this is, a, this is this, this, the controls are the same except <laughs> the <first thing.
1: laughs> yeah and think about all the um, missions that they've flown up there without people. And so now you're just being those are obviously not don't have a person there steering the craft. It's all right.
0: Right. I I understand that. But but when you're the cargo, you start thinking differently. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Meet meet cargo. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Well, let's let's move on to our next story. And uh, Casey's got that one as well.
2: Yeah, I also want to shout out uh, JT24 and Hockey Day as first in the chat today.
0: Ah, very good. Very good. Let's talk about
2: lasers. (laughs)
0: Laser,
2: freaking freaking (laughs) laser beams. (laughs) So Tesla has a patent that uh, has come up again. I guess it was finally awarded. Last time we saw it, it was when it was uh, being applied for. And it is a patent to remove debris from the windshield of the car with laser beams. And what I'm hoping is that they'll find a way to also use that to uh, boil the water off of the windshield, and then you can get rid of wa- wiper blades.
1: Right. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is one of those things where they, they have an idea, and there are certain cases where it might work. I mean, obviously enough that they can prove to the patent office it should be issued. But I wouldn't count on seeing it uh, in, in next year's model vehicle. <laughs>
2: no, no. <laughs> you got a lot of other stuff to work through than than being allowed to do it uh somebody asked uh if that would be uh used as an offensive if it was hacked and uh no it won't it will only <laughs> be able to uh, injure the, the driver and passenger if if it's uh not got any uh safeguards against that and if it isn't calibrated right and, and then it's hacked but uh, you wouldn't be able to use it against other drivers unless you're like aiming through the window through another window at a mirror.
1: <laughs> no. And in, in fact, um, part of the patent, they said that, um, there are regulators in there to make sure that it won't penetrate the windshield so that mm-hmm. it, uh, it's, it's only meant to hit the debris and then not to go into the cab of the vehicle. There we go.
0: So just, uh, it just gonna impact the surface slightly for the, whatever the debris is, yeah. whether that debris is actual debris or water.
2: Um I, I I you know, I always run into the situation I wash the car and immediately um, uh, a bird finds me or a <laughs> really, really stubborn bug guts immediately. And then at that point you're on the highway and it's like oh, I gotta sit here with this for an hour or three.
0: <laughs> right another
1: use is to clear the debris in front of the cameras that are yes. behind the windshield right yeah so that and, and then the side cameras they could have the same sort of thing uh with their own that way you're not even pointing it toward the driver you're just clearing the debris off of those lenses that yeah. would be great. right and that'll so
0: be for, necessary. for full self-driving have to mm-hmm. have those cameras available uh so having it uh, maybe just clear the lens or around the lens might be the first uh call to duty of such a system
2: Hit that rear view camera, that's the one that has the most problems of all. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but it but that rear view camera isn't used a great deal in full self driving, right? It doesn't
2: seem so, yeah. Because yeah. the, uh, the 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 uh, repeater cameras, they, they seem to do okay. You can see water on them sometimes. the pillar cameras, if it's uh, bad enough, they'll they'll complain about visibility. But uh just the nature of where both of those cameras are and how they're designed, they they seem to be pretty decent at clearing themselves, but that one on the front—it—it it, it does get bugs and, and birds
0: on it. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> lots bugs of rainbirds. They better have a good solution. <laughs>
2: yes.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You well, ready battle <laughs> he goes, Fire phases. <laughs>
1: lasers and photon torpedoes come next (laughs) right (laughs) so mark someone in the chat said if you're not willing to go up on this automated dragon would you ride in a full self-driving vehicle
0: I can turn off the full self-driving at any point in the in the Tesla vehicle. I can right. just turn it off,
1: and but, you can bail uh, from
2: the uh, from the one without a wheel.
0: But it's it's a it's a big difference between floating in space and uh, you know driving down your street. There's a just a little bit of a difference.
2: Dude, twenty feet up, I wouldn't want to bail on that thing.
0: <laughs> oh man, absolutely patrick's got our next story and uh he's gonna tell us a little bit about uh what is it uh, energy
1: energy market yes so this comes to us from drive tesla canada and the title is tesla is building an energy trading and market operations team so this is awesome um we know that they have battery storage we know that they have solar panels we know that they have auto bidder you put those together and you can do some really amazing stuff and uh they are building a team to look at exactly that and so this comes to uh there was a a a tweet from uh julian lamy however you say his name phd he says i'm excited to announce that i'm building a new team at tesla focused on energy trading market operations so this team will drive performance of Tesla's global fleet of battery and renewable projects, build expertise in wholesale energy markets and support the development of auto And it goes on. So uh, yeah, this is really cool. When, when Tesla announced that they were going to sell energy to their semi-truck customers at seven cents a kilowatt hour, uh, that was a big flag that they are going to have to get into the energy wholesale market because that's not retail pricing. And right. um, if you're buying energy at, at off-peak and when the market um, it has surplus, you can get it at two cents or, or sometimes even cheaper because they're dumping it to ground in some cases. So if you can uh, do smart things like this, uh, buy it when it's super cheap, store it in your batteries, sell it to customers, uh, semi-electricity, uh, wholesale... Um, uh, it, there's just so much opportunity out here, and with with battery storage, it's so much better than these peaker plants. Peaker plants take seconds to minutes to get up going. Uh, batteries can respond in milliseconds. You can have a um, voltage sag, they can respond. You can have a frequency sag, and they respond. Or and spikes it's, it, and overages.
2: It's it sucks them up, too. Yes.
1: Exactly. Right into the batteries. Um, yes. Uh, and and if you have a big load unexpectedly shut down, you Mm -hmm. might be dumping too much onto the, to the grid and Tesla can, and then the prices would uh, automatically drop and then they would grab that energy. So yeah, this, this gives you all kinds of opportunities. Once you, once you have batteries, you can make, it's, it's like the difference from analog to digital and that's what is happening here with energy and Tesla is on the forefront of that. So building this team, I think, is is really smart. And um, if you want to uh, work for Tesla, uh, this might be the time to go apply. If this is where your skills are, if you can do data analytics, uh, wholesale energy markets, this is a this is a an opening for you.
0: Yeah, you know, what Love what them. some people don't understand with the grid is that uh, it's it's a living thing. The, the grid is always moving. It's always uh, moving electricity around and it's always doing the balancing act of what is being pulled out and what is being put in and it has to keep that balanced in order for the grid to run. Otherwise, we run into things like brownouts and blackouts, already uh, run into where where certain stations are overpowered and you can have equipment uh, explode uh, because there's too much. So uh, exactly. they're being able to have some form of storage, whether it's hydro pumped or whether it's batteries or whether it's um, some of the exotic stuff that we've seen about, uh, you know, uh, cement uh, blocks being lowered into mines or uh, or uh, ro- uh, trains filled with rocks that slowly travel down an oval or a, a circular track, uh, all that, those kind of things, uh, you know, I'm not sure that we have a, a silver bullet yet, but being able to explore all these opportunities and see which is most efficient uh, and which one will win out so we can start building a larger uh, repertoire of uh, this, uh, this battery backup is going to be key. Um, So uh, having a, a system that's always tracking how much you know how much is being put in how much is going out what's the cost of electricity what's the uh what is the possibility for profit who needs the electricity who needs to store it all that stuff is uh, i'm sure this team is going to be micro focused on
1: yeah it's just taking the stuff we talked about virtual power plants that tesla's been getting into taking it up to the next next level
2: Yeah, like like Patrick said, we went from uh, analog with vacuum tubes to to digital with the microprocessor.
1: And
0: I I would love to see the... The expansion of the the programs that Patrick is involved with, uh, as one example, where where those home batteries are starting to being used by a utility, where they can they've got that virtual power plant across many customers, and the customer can benefit from it as well as the power company. That just makes complete sense uh, to spread it out like that. So, uh, yeah, exciting stuff uh, to to see from the outside. Definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, on with the next. Uh, oh, Omar's getting the wave. Hello, Omar. <laughs> uh, he's waving to us. Um, the uh, next story I wanted to touch upon. Uh, Casey's got about yeah. a big story. Big.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jay and Shanghai sent these photos out to uh, to the Twitterverse, and uh, let's take a look at them. This is a. Uh, Tesla delivery center with 101 retail delivery s- parking spaces, and uh, I imagine that what's going to happen in the Tesla way is they're going to end up moving the employee parking elsewhere and use the additional spaces to deliver Holy even more moly. cars. Holy,
0: Look at the inside. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes.
2: That's awesome.
0: <laughs> oh my, my gosh! Look at, yeah. look at the look at the the, the waiting room. That's yes. crazy.
2: I'm hoping that some of these desks are dedicated to the DMV for, uh, like we said, uh, at the end of the quarter push. They, uh, they tend to get a little carried away. They take over the whole street. <laughs> like, like, look outside. You've got all of the uh, wall connectors just ready to go.
1: That makes and- sense. You might even have the DMV uh, put an office here. <laughs> yes.
2: And then you've got massage chairs. and <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Oh
0: man, what a building! One hundred twenty-seven thousand square feet plus.
1: Yes. Yeah. I want to next delivery, even though right? I have to ship it home. <laughs> this looks awesome. <laughs> I'm
2: hoping. I'm hoping this is a success, and we get at least two or three of these in the states, because this and you know North America, Canada too, because this is
0: this is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is crazy large. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, the room inside is just mind-boggling. And and I was thinking, 102 spaces, that's not, you know, too much. And then I read it further, and it's inside the spaces. Inside. Are, yeah, that's <laughs> like, the parking lot. This is inside. <laughs> and then they've still got the parking lot on
2: top of that if they need uh-huh. to.
0: Yeah. I mean, this so, is just
2: uh, incredible.
0: That, that <laughs> shot is crazy large. Just uh, that is very impressive. Yeah. Why does China always get the good stuff out of the gate? Like, come on. It's a lot easier to do their paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're really going to have to catch up here in North America, let me tell Absolutely. you. That is something special to see that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, on to the next story. And we wanted to touch upon. Now, here we are sitting here the 15th of September we've got about uh, two weeks left in the existing quarter three. And yet another email has come out from Elon to all the employees in Tesla, letting them know, get ready for a crazy end of quarter rush. So uh, I don't know how many times we've mentioned it on this show. This seems to be you know, Tesla's, uh, they're, they're resigned to it. It's something they cannot shake. Uh, they keep saying they're going to shake this loose a little bit, but uh, we've got uh, a crazy amount of crunch time uh, that's going to happen uh, this quarter. Elon said it's going to be the craziest ever uh, because, oh, of Walmart course,
1: pointed out how, how many weeks are left in the quarter? That would be it's two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, another another Elon joke rolled in. So uh, it's uh, it's just remarkable that uh, with with this quarter, we've got the of course the chip shortage, we've got supplier issues, and we've got a lot of cars that have been ordered for a long time. Uh, ones that people are waiting to get their hands on. The last of the quarter is to, of course, affect the numbers overall as to what the sales and production were. And of course, Tesla has been on a streak now for how many quarters? Is it is it eight quarters or so that they've been profitable uh, since that? Uh, it's, it's just it's, lucky, break. It's Beginner's, it's, yeah, it's beginner's luck. Happen. Yeah, beginner's <laughs> luck. Seven, seven <laughs> or eight quarters. They they've been profitable in a row. So. Um, Ever since uh, they got the Model 3 down pad and and the volume started to roll out, that's when the the quarter started to be profitable, and they've been profitable from that point on. Now, some of the quarters have been razor-thin profitable, but they have been profitable. So here we are, and Elon's not wanting to break this streak. He wants it to continue. So uh, he is pushing employees and saying, listen, we're going to have to pull out all the stops. It's going to be extremely difficult because of the supplier and chip issues that we've had, uh, that we've got to get every last car that we can out to, into the hands of customers so the transaction can be complete before the end of quarter three. Now, they also say that it's supposed to start getting better quarter four and quarter one of next year. They believe they're going to be able to uh, you know, somehow... Uh, produce in advance or or have them being sold somewhat in advance i'll tell you what it
2: is mark they're gonna have two giga factories open by then that's
0: it that's (laughs) it (laughs) having having the added ability to produce you know two and three times the amount of a certain car uh or a certain number of cars is going to be the savior for tesla and uh we all know that uh giga texas Mm -hmm. is getting closer giga berlin is getting closer uh, so having uh, those added uh, to the uh, manufacturing uh, side of Tesla is definitely going to help. So maybe that's what they're talking quarter four, quarter one, because we expect that uh, at least one, hopefully two, of those factories will be open. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And uh, they take. They have to ramp though. So
2: it, they it, will I, ramp. Unless wants to take a yeah. year to do the ramp.
1: Exactly. Yes, yeah. I wouldn't count on them doing much of anything in Q4, uh, other than a big grand opening, which is awesome. And and, and, and in, they'll, in the they'll right slowly order.
2: start to make a dent. <laughs> in the right order. <laughs> so um, the these these giga these giga factories, the Terra Factory and and, and Giga Berlin. I'm, I'm what I'm anticipating here is it now means that they have a lot less cars to export, so that this should help them with their peak problem because uh, Giga Shanghai would probably be the only one really doing exports at this point where uh, Fremont will be local. Uh, Texas will be local. Uh, New York doesn't have to ship worldwide anymore because they've got that in, in, in Shanghai as well. And, uh, and, and Berlin will take care of Europe. So there'll be a lot less of that. Yeah.
0: That, 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 that certainly, you know, that certainly eliminates the logistics of getting cars on boats and knowing yeah. that they're going to be on the high seas for 30 or 45 days. Uh, so, uh, making sure that, uh, those, uh, vehicles are, uh, released in, in, con- in the continents that they're actually being purchased in is going to be a huge win, uh, for, yeah. for the Tesla supply chain. Definitely. Do we think yeah. they'll put one in Australia? I don't, I don't volume enough for it. I don't think they will. They're just, yeah. uh, the volume is not big enough. Australia is only the size. Uh, it's a little bit larger than Canada. So, oh. uh, I think that's going to be tougher, uh, for them. You know, it's it's well, just if they put not, a not enough. Oil. In, <laughs>
1: <then> we'll know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: build one in Canada. We'll supply the Arctic for you, no problem. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, you want this nickel? <laughs> Give us a factory. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was hoping that uh, some place like Sudbury, Ontario, which is high uh, nickel uh, mining, would would come up with some sort of deal, uh, like what India is trying to strong arm right. Tesla in. Yeah. I, would, I would love to see that, but uh, so far, no real information on that. So we're starting a rumor ourselves. But uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's roll on. And uh, speaking of uh, some stores, Patrick's got an update for us that we talked about a little while ago.
1: Indeed, That is right. So two weeks ago on this very show, we said there was a rumor that somebody put on our Facebook page Tesla was going to be opening a sales and service center in New Mexico. I'm like, but how? New Mexico doesn't allow that. And now we know. And the rumor was correct. So again, another Drive Tesla Canada story. Tesla works around state law to launch direct sales and service in New Mexico. So there are, let's see, 10 states that ban Tesla sales uh, direct to consumer sales, and New Mexico is one of them, and they have not changed their law, but Tesla's found this workaround. So they are opening their sales and service center on tribal land for the Nambe Pueblo. And so they're opening it there. They are a sovereign nation there. So they have their own police, their own courts, they uh, self-rule within that area. So they are exempt from the state laws. And of course they still have to follow federal laws, but there's no federal law against direct sales. And so that is where Tesla is building their new sales and service center. And I think this is a smart move by them. They had a a grand opening ceremony where the Senator even came out and and, uh, said, this is a great thing and of course, he's going to say that because he can't stop it. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. So we talked about how there's good-paying, long-term jobs right there in the Nambe. So uh, that's uh, hopefully this is the thing that um, shatters the the window, right? Where now they're like, okay, we couldn't stop them anyway. What's people are still buying them and getting them serviced? Why not allow them to open them wherever they need to be? Uh, because if not, you're just missing out. You're forcing them to open them in other states and other places. And this is the future that Tesla is, they have a, a significant market share as more and more EVs are become what is sold. Their market share is of total EVs, a total vehicles is going to grow with that adoption of EVs. So uh, yeah. Uh, don't be dumb, governors. Uh, there's there's still nine more of you that need to figure this out. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I I, um, I inquired into the ether if that would work for North Carolina and, and Texas and uh, North Carolina certainly because they got the Cherokee there and uh, one of the professors he explained to me he said uh, the way he phrased it he said the genocide was strong in Texas so there's only three reservations that they might be able to try and they are at the very edges of the state so mm.
0: so basically you're already in Oklahoma and New Mexico uh right <laughs> yeah so Texas so is,
1: is a, a, if, if, were, uh, if if i were if let's let's say uh um if i were a provider of uh, women's health i might also be looking at this worker in
2: this is a really good
1: idea yeah.
0: yeah so uh so that's interesting that uh they have uh, gone around this, and we'll have to see if there's another. Like as Casey said, North Carolina, Texas, and that would be seven more states uh, that are limiting uh, their access. But uh, and I understand that the uh, the facility that Tesla went into uh, was a uh, defunct casino, um, oh, cool. so that that was there. They were repurposing uh, the building uh, that was there, so uh, that's a plus for them as well and uh that will of course uh allow them to draw other businesses uh to uh you know a happening uh mall or space uh, that Tesla's in so it's a win win for everybody uh even uh, the smaller businesses that feed off of uh you know people coming to a certain location so uh it's a, it's a big plus for all of them involved and uh we'll certainly watch and see uh if it's uh, successful and if uh the model's been reproduced elsewhere Absolutely. Thank you for subscribing, Roger Harding. (laughs) Cool. Very good. Um, Next, uh, we're going to touch upon uh, full self-driving beta 10. Elon, Um, of course, has been talking about Mm. uh, releasing two weeks uh, within certain (laughs) time frames. And uh, just recently, uh, uh, FSD uh, version 10 did release. And we've had now none of us here have it. Uh, but, of course, uh, there's a number of people on the internet. Uh, our friend uh, Teslatino Latino in Florida ha- has received it, as well as other uh, current testers uh, of the FSD program. And uh, they have been going out onto the streets and, of course, testing it like mad with all the uh, you know, uh, edge case situations that each region has, each city has. And uh, so far, from uh, just looking at it as a whole, it's looking that there's been a step improvement in a number of different ways. So uh, there has been uh, the, uh, I say? guess, <laughs> yeah, there's the button over there. No, down here. <laughs> Omar's got the button. Uh, button. I
1: want the button, damn it. So uh, it's, the button. It's,
0: <laughs> it's, uh, it's interesting to see that, uh, yes, we've got that uh, little bit of improvement that's being shown. Uh, There was a video that came out by, I believe it was Tesla Raj on Lombardi Street in San Francisco at night. It handled it flawlessly. Um, There was a video of um, uh, Patrick, one of Patrick's uh, favorite YouTubers. um, Starts with a G. Galileo Russell? Yes, Galileo. Uh, He was was checking out uh, a street in his neighborhood that has a monorail going down the middle of it. So a couple of different uh, certainly edge case scenario Lombardi streets definitely an edge case. Uh, You don't get many streets like that Uh, But uh, the monorail certainly another one, but of course there were some people that showed (laughs) Even with version 10 where it was it was wavering a little bit in certain situations. So uh, It's not perfect, uh, but they are They are You know Banging out the edge cases, trying to get this uh, fixed up to a point where not only Omar gets the button, but we all get the button. So uh, yes. we're we're hopefully waiting uh, on that. And uh, will the timeline remain? I after seeing what's happened in the past, I'd have to say no. I, I right, just that part. <laughs> I, I just have to say no. Like I'm sorry to say, but. There's been too many cry wolves and uh, it's been a long time in coming. So uh, I wouldn't hold your breath, but uh, we at least we're seeing improvements and at least we're seeing the start of new releases uh, that's pushing us forward along that road. So uh, everyone is waiting for it. But uh, the other thing is we do want it to be safe. Uh, yeah, right. The, the worst possible it. thing Tesla could do. Give this to the backseat baller.
2: That is uh, sorry, not the backseat baller <laughs> guy, but the backseat bandit uh,
0: in in Southern California. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that would be the worst possible thing to happen. Uh, not only uh, for Tesla, media wise, it would be insane. So uh, it's got to be bulletproof before it's released. Right. I, I just
2: wish that there was something in between uh, the super limited and free for all. I mean, because we definitely right. don't want the backseat bandit to have it, but there's a lot of us that have. Hundreds of miles, hundreds of thousands of miles, with uh, some level of autopilot running, and they can see this, and they can see how well we do with it. Because remember, the initial push for this was the safest drivers, and then something mm-hmm. else entirely got delivered to us.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, there seems to be a lot of people with YouTube channels that have this. Hmm. I've got a YouTube channel. Where's mine at? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Where's Casey's? Yeah. <laughs> the only reason Mark doesn't have it is he's in Canada, or he'd have it. I'm right. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not getting it. There's just no way. we
0: probably uh,
2: be one of the first Canadians with it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, I think they should have some system in place where, like, the people who've bought it multiple times should be yes. early in the queue. You would There's think so. Who, yeah. Yeah. I was and promised early access yeah. program
2: for being a sucker before they drop the price for FSD for over a year. I I never even saw that.
1: <laughs> right, the people that bought it in 2018 uh, versus the YouTuber who bought it last weekend, but has a large following, and all of a sudden has bad.
2: himself a uh, a FSD beta button. It's like where did? Yeah, that from?
1: yeah. <laughs> hmm.
2: Yes, yeah, 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 uh, could day. They are testing, but I don't think they have like a the program like they have for the U.S. in in Canada. I think it's employees and and that one dude we heard about this weekend.
0: Yeah, and and there's uh, we we heard recently uh, from Green the Only that. Uh, He's been seeing that uh, there is some testing going on in Europe. Yeah. And then the other thing that I found that was very fun. interesting, <laughs> uh, which was about people basically sideloading a copied version of FSD, an older version, and loading it up so people uh, like they, they showed a, a guy in uh, Moscow uh, using it. Uh, on the streets of Moscow, so there are the there are, and there's a Reddit, a Reddit uh, community talking about this, and and people are like, it's the Wild West. How to get it? You got to know somebody, and uh, they side load it onto the onto the system and, and use it. So uh, all sorts of crazy stuff is going on with FSD, and uh, some people are jumping through crazy hoops. I, I would never recommend doing that, uh, but yeah. uh, it is interesting to see that uh, there are people that are for whatever reason, have to get their hands on it that quickly.
2: I'd love to hear how the insurance company responds to any incident in that car. It's like, you did what?
0: (laughs) You did what? (laughs) Yeah, well, I I have a feeling they would delete it or do something. uh, Oh, no, yeah, you see, it's just a regular (laughs) crash. I slipped up, officer. I I don't know what happened to me. I was not paying
2: enough attention.
1: Exactly. (laughs) What's our update on Inspiration4, Casey? Uh,
2: They uh, have removed the crew or pulled back the crew access arm, and they have uh, finished filling and uh, we'll I almost finished filling, I should say, because that's usually nearly instantaneous. So about 30 mm-hmm. minutes ago or there we 20 go. minutes ago. We'll
1: launching any minute.
2: Yeah. Let me pull up a uh, video here in case it's on before we finish.
1: <laughs> All
0: right. Uh, next story I wanted to touch upon was Elon uh, submitting a uh, Twitter alert about a new record that happened at the Nurbring ring. Uh, for yes. the fastest production car ever to drive it stock. The Model S Plaid uh, was able to uh, beat the, uh, the current record. And uh, he tweeted of course, the actual slip uh, that the car got uh, after completing its run. And uh, I can share that uh, just so you guys can see that. Yeah. Here we go. Share the screen. And boom.
2: Boom. My favorite was the uh, short short seller who was complaining about, uh, said that Elon was quoting the wrong number. And I'm like, there's two numbers on the chart, and he didn't say which one it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, why are there two numbers?
2: Two cars, or
1: two runs. Okay. Two different,
0: two different runs, there.
1: yeah.
2: They had four cars on the track, so... <laughs>
0: Right, so what was interesting is that this was record for an electric car on the track, so obviously it beat the Taycan, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, what was also interesting was that this apparently was a stock car that includes stock wheels, the yoke that comes standard with the car was able to achieve this. Stock tires,
2: they weren't race tires, they weren't uh, rain right. radials, they were... Factory tires.
0: Now Tesla is remaining at the track and they are continuing uh, to uh, run tests, as well as they're modifying a f- a one or multiple S's uh, to continue to run at the track and uh, to uh, make some new records. Now this, of What's course, the- would be a modified, but they're they're they have got a number of tricks up their sleeve to lower that time uh, based on putting better tires, uh, possibly race brakes, and uh, some other additives uh, to make the car faster. Probably some sort of bigger tail.
2: Yeah. I'm hoping that uh, – I know Elon said he doesn't want to get into it, but I'm hoping that they come up with a track pack that they can just ship a crate to your local mod shop and then they'll be able to put it on for you. Or, or you know, because he says – you know, the way he says that they're going to make a list. That, if I could just – you know – go to the app. Now the app has uh, accessories for sale and order this and they drop it off at my house and then I could then take it to the mod shop. That would be phenomenal. Right. Because then you yeah. know that you've got the right version. Everything works. It's just that Tesla can't be bothered to do all the work because they're overloaded.
1: Well, let's they, go on they, to the next... They, before we leave that one, they didn't yep. beat the um, RIMAX time, but that's a million dollar hypercar, so I wouldn't. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> Two I wouldn't count that as a production vehicle. <laughs> and they're only making what, hundred of them? Right. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I
0: guess. Yeah. The 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 rules of what a production car is it varies in different places of the world, but. Right. Come on, a hundred? Really?
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just could not qualify for some... S-
0: some guy Three... making in his garage like that could a uh, hundred. It could That's... be very.
1: Folk, uh, hand-built uh, machines. More than Nicola <laughs> built. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They go uphill too. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
0: Well, this is a this is an error in planning for the show. But uh, the next story is about tax credits coming to the United States. You've got a Canadian talking about tax credits that are coming to the United States. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to certainly I am am certainly going to uh, pull on Patrick and uh, Casey's expertise in this area. But uh, I guess uh, a bill has been submitted uh, for review, and in that bill, it's been it's being modified uh, as time's gone on. We've we've heard wildly different amounts uh, that the uh, tax credit was for. We've we've heard about uh, amounts that uh, that uh, would enable you not to get the credit. So if the car costs too much, uh, we've heard that number go up and down. Uh, But we are now at a point uh, where there seems to be three flavors of this tax credit and there seems to be. A $7,500 credit which we've heard from the past but the 200,000 car limit has been eliminated. We now have a $500 additional credit if the car is manufactured in the United States. And we have another $4,500 added to it if it is union made. So uh, is are you guys, are you guys, uh, am, am I stating that correct? On yeah. the three levels,
1: yeah. So initially, that the, the uh, second stage was twenty five hundred, and the third stage was twenty five hundred um, for U.S. manufactured and union made, and uh, but now they've changed that significantly to favor the unions and not U.S., which makes no sense to me. Uh, so that like- that
0: means that means that the Mach E made in Mexico qualifies for a higher return than what the tesla does being made in california
1: right yeah and that applies to um toyota's not union and they build in the u.s they have plants in tennessee and other areas honda and volkswagen yeah Mm -hmm. exactly yeah so if you want jobs in the u.s why isn't that the focus of the bill it it makes no sense to me
2: i'm sure that their union is considered a different union than than our union because they're canadian and mexican uh (laughs) This well, is tax it,
0: it, it, I would say that the Canadian union kind of follows along with the UAW is. It's, it's almost an offshoot of it, but yes, it's a separate union.
1: Yeah. Right. So do those cars get the $4,500 even yes. when they're yeah. in a foreign country,
0: in a foreign country? Well, not my foreign country, but right. to you, <laughs> yes. to you, from, a foreign country. From this country. bill. From this, yeah. Forms the bill. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah. That, that makes no sense to me at all. That, that's, um, union above country i don't think so right so so we i mean got... i can
2: understand if they said if it's an american union okay but if they say just any union that's just ridiculous and and the final assembly being in the u.s all right we bolted the chairs in all right what's next <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah derek derek has an interesting point uh, can the uh can tesla just create their own union well I, I gotta believe that there are some stipulations in place in order to have an actual union and yeah. it can't be probably owned by the company that the union is going to be in. So uh, well, when you when you look at Elon's whole op- opposition
2: to the union, it's not to unions; it's to the UAW because they've already left his his plant out in the cold in the past. So he's like, if you want a union, we'll we'll support it, but not them. Please, not them. And um,
1: <laughs> yeah, the UAW is not the shining example of the best union ever. That's for sure. <laughs> that,
2: that too, but well, then when you look at it, uh, look at it this way: the mach is is very, very popular in Europe, and it's made in Mexico. The Ford Lightning is going to be built in Michigan, so tells you a little bit about what Ford's priorities are, right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's unfortunate to see that politics have reared its head. I believe in this particular battle, lobbyists have come in to win things. Uh, that really is uh, something that uh, is unfortunate to see especially with an American company employing Americans uh, selling the most American car ever made uh, right. it's 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 kind of disappointing almost well it's it's very similar to what we saw Biden uh, inviting uh, electric car makers to the White House lawn uh, it's along the same lines here there obviously uh, Biden's uh, or that that administration is tied heavily to unions, uh, and uh, they are uh, making policy that matches it.
2: Yeah, I mean, every automaker was involved with in that, except Tesla. Uh, only the union ones were on the stage, and all the non-union foreign companies, they got to submit a one-page letter. Tesla yeah. didn't get to put a, a word on the one-page letter.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> It's unfortunate, especially because Tesla sells over 50% of uh all electric cars in the united states uh oh yeah they <laughs> yes, are exactly they are <laughs> an absolutely huge part of the equation in the electric car world so yeah
1: well the good thing is tesla's been thriving even without any incentives so i mean that was supposed to be the end of them right as soon as right. the competition yep. comes and tesla's run out of their 200 they they're doomed no that is yeah. not what and uh so union. If, if the if they get the not a union union, that's funny. <laughs> I've joined Tesla's not a union. <laughs> just just like the flamethrower.
0: Right.
1: right. Right. Uh well I've got, on, I've got not a fire extinguisher right there. Yeah, there you right. go. <laughs> that's
0: right. Not a fire not a fire extinguisher. Uh Next, Patrick's got a story, and we're switching it up. He's going to talk a little bit about Geek of Texas.
1: That's right. Yes, so a story that's not from Tesla Canada. I don't know how to, to present this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this Tesla Canada, from... they, they have sources all over. They've got all the them. They,
0: and, and they're quick on the draw. I mean, They've got they the are. stories out
1: pretty quick. Yeah. Yes, yes. So this is from Tasmanian, and it's titled, Tesla Giga Texas welcomes employees as production nears. So as you all know, there are drones flying around, anything Tesla does all the time. And one of them spotted through the window, this big reception area where they have tables set out with linens and a big, uh, welcome balloons uh, strung across the ceiling. So, uh, and then they also found a a door that said Tesla employees enter here so uh it looks like they are starting to hire in texas for the gigafactory there now they've had some employees on site since uh last month doing some pre-production uh and getting things working there uh, some some basic testing uh, there's still a lot of construction going on so it's not like they're uh, you know going to start cranking out cars tomorrow by any means but uh the fact that they're starting to hire now because hiring doesn't happen overnight and uh, you get those offer letters out, started getting people in there uh, started getting them familiar with the equipment. Uh, some of these people would as for, they might even go to the other places that Tesla has an operation now for training over the next couple months. So when they come back to Austin, they know what they need to do. They know how it works. They've been trained by pros who've been doing it every day. So the, uh, it's happening, baby. Terra Texas is, is rolling. Yeah. <laughs> <They're in Texas. laughs>
0: oh man, it's not looking good for Berlin winning this race. Let me tell you.
2: <laughs> Although Berlin is looking good overall, with their uh, they've got their approval uh, pre-approval to do the batteries, and they qualify for an unknown amount of subsidies. So it's good news yeah. there too. It's just you won't win the bet.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it doesn't look like I'm gonna win the battle. Unless they pull it out in the ninth inning. I'm not gonna give up. This point is yet. They might do it. They might do
1: it. You're right. Yeah, anything's possible. It's especially after so Musk. Exciting.
2: Especially after Musk very politically correctly told the, the man in the wheelchair to keep his name out of his mouth.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh yeah, it's uh it's interesting that um that they're starting to to roll this into effect. Bringing more and more employees uh, into the uh, fold, getting them trained up in those beginning uh, jobs that are going to have to be put in place, uh, even as the factory is not completed. Uh, But uh, once a roof is overhead and it keeps the rain and the dust out, uh, then uh, you've got that uh, opportunity to start uh, making some of those manufacturing uh, processes start up or at least get to the point where uh, you're up to speed when you decide to pull the trigger that uh, people are understanding what the jobs are and how the particular flow of the work is going to happen. Uh, so, uh, you know, making some of those adjustments uh, in a, uh, in a, uh, a practice mode is going to be uh, very useful uh, for the employees as they get ready for production to begin. And, right. and we're, and again, we're not kidding ourselves. We know that it's, it's going to be a process. They're not going to be up to full flight uh, out of the gate. Uh, But I would would have to say that at least there is a few roadmaps out there that they've already done with Fremont, with Shanghai. Uh, There are some uh, specifics that they know how things are going to happen. Whereas uh, when, for example, when the Model 3 was first built in Fremont, it was the Wild West trying to get that thing to run properly. So uh, I think that they're going to be a lot more organized, uh, but it's going to be a process still.
2: Yeah, they're going to have surprises. I mean, it's the point where Elon was warning Rivian that they should probably not focus on opening five factories at once when he's explaining that, you know, we've already got three and we are still taking our time with the next two.
0: (laughs) And and since you mentioned that, I'll I'll mention another story that's completely off the books here is that uh, Rivian rolled their first uh, pickup truck off the line in Normal, Illinois. You're and uh, that just happened this week. Uh, so yeah. they are first to market with a sellable pickup truck. Uh, that's now they to sell it. <laughs> <Deliver> it. <laughs> it's sold. It's sold. It's just, already uh, pre sold. Yeah. Yeah. They've got a lot of a lot of people that are chomping at the bit to pick up their their trucks that they've they, ordered some time ago. I wonder if they'll do yeah. a party. I hope they do. They they should. Like it's it's <laughs> worth a celebration. Yeah, it is absolutely. it is it is no small feat to start an automotive company. Uh, and in any climate, let alone the climate we're in today, so yeah, they, they deserve high praise. Oh, next, uh, next, we want to talk a little bit about uh, Elon's comment about batteries. Uh, someone was talking about the different types of batteries that Tesla uses and the industry uses, and uh, the point came up about pouch batteries, mm-hmm. and Elon had indicated that Tesla will never use. Uh, pouch batteries. And the reason is, is that pouch batteries are harder to cool than regular batteries. So uh, you've got the Tesla cylindrical batteries uh, where you have the ability to either run a a cooling tube in between the rows or maybe uh, place them at the bottom and the tops of the batteries or some combination of. But when it comes to a pouch battery, and of course I don't have anything that would look like a pouch, but uh, you know maybe maybe this sheet of paper could kind of uh, signify that it's a, it's a pouch. Having some sort of a, a battery chemistry inside a sleeve, uh, you would have a difficult time if you pack these together, there's a there's difficult time to get the cooling in between. So you have a number of pouches together in some sort of a case uh, or some sort of a, a mechanism to hold them and then you've got the issue that You don't have enough cooling running to that and of course the the problem with that is uh, What they call thermal runaway right where mm-hmm. if you have a, a reaction uh, with the chemicals uh, Unlike uh, some others the the pouch battery is a lot more gel and uh, battery pack material uh all very close to each other not protected uh from it other pieces with casing it's just a large pack of this material that could if one if part of it catches on fire it's a lot easier to combust what's beside it uh, because there's no block from it when you've got a bunch of cylinders there is the possibility that cylinder can contain the chemical reaction and not allow it to jump to the next cell beside it because they're both protected by some sort of an aluminum sleeve or something that's keeping them together. But in a larger uh, pack situation, it it just uh, allows it to run hotter and faster than than, uh, a typical, you know, what Tesla uses allows it to, uh, have some sort of a break in the action with a pouch there's less break in the action and it can uh, cause a fire uh, if if the fire starts it's a lot tougher to slow down and to stop
2: and it's a little easier to catch them on fire because when you're charging and discharging them, they're
0: growing and shrinking yeah there <laughs> there is that expansion and uh, contraction uh, with with all batteries but at least with with a, a limited metal sleeve you know that the expansion and contraction is contained within the sleeve so it's not going beyond the size of the sleeve if the sleeve is keeping it at that one uniform size Uh, but uh, the pouch allows it to actually move now they've made you know people that use pouches they've obviously made room for it to expand in the pack that it is in but again the major issue is cooling and that is and that is the major issue that they're trying to avoid. So, uh, just some format. interesting notes about uh, about uh, about batteries and uh, the different size factors that are used. I guess format factors, more accurately.
1: Yeah, right. and you guys talked about thermal runaway and, and fires, but even just in the normal use case, if you get hot spots, that causes degradation. Degradation means range loss, and so yep. being able to thermally manage your pack is vitally important and um smaller cells allows more access to cooling loops and uh without so being so far from where it could get hot
0: right absolutely so that is not a battery pack on your screen that of course is the uh, inception or the (laughs) inspiration (laughs) for inspiration for that is about to launch uh three and a half minutes uh to go roughly and uh there's the astronauts uh, or the soon-to-be astronauts inside. I, I noticed that that astronauts sitting in a Crew Dragon, they all seem to want to do something with their hands. They, like yes. they, they seem to be clutching the air
1: or moving their fingers out. <laughs> a couple
2: of them were playing like air, air like drums and air guitars earlier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what did they take for their zero G indicator? I don't know about the zero G indicator, little stuffed animal that that floats around. (laughs) uh, But
2: Haley took a picture of herself at ten with the you know with the shaved hair, and um, the other the others all took stuff that was a lot harder. I don't know. I'd want it running around as a zero G (laughs) indicator, like a ring. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. Has to be a nice little plush. So did she shave her head and donate her hair or something? No.
2: um, When she was ten, she was a cancer patient, so she fell out. Yeah, and so today she's got a full head of hair and. Uh, she's going she's gonna to pose her picture and explain to, to the patients that, you know, uh, you, you can get through this. And if I did it, mm-hmm. you, you should try to. And it's pretty cool. We're going to capture history here on this stream today.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Her um, interview, and if you haven't watched the Inspiration4 series, it, it's great, um, uh, was really touching. Uh, the, one of the things that I found strange was um, people asked her about you know her cancer survivor and ship, and she said, that she's glad she got cancer, and I'm like, "What? Why would anybody be Whoa. glad of that?" <laughs> it, it's, she said, "It's because it gave her life purpose." So ah. she went through that, and now that's what she's dedicated her life to—is helping other children get through it. And uh, that was just like, "Wow, that you know really gets you there." Yeah.
2: Like, Hey, if it's gonna be somebody, it might as well be me, right? I uh, I admire that spirit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh, just under a minute thirty. Um, and we've got, uh, looks like conditions are good. Uh, obviously launching from Florida. Yeah. Um, man, that would be impressive to see this at night, see a night launch. Uh, and I, I did see
2: true uh, dragon launch at night. It was uh demo, um, before the crew demo. And, uh, it was awesome actually. Cause you it's just, the light, it lighted up the whole area. Like with, with the, you know, the, 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 the rocket exhaust and
0: uh, Casey, how close, uh, does the public get to the launch site in Florida? I was at like,
2: the uh, Apollo Center, so it was, uh, I guess, a m- couple miles.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so that, the... that, so that that so lit up uh, the ground uh, to the point where it kind of looked like daylight, except, yes. the, you know, the source of the sun was a lot lower to the earth. <laughs> a little bit more orange than white, but yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> not much. When you're watching it in person, it, it is white. It's not orange. I don't know why it looks orange on camera. But it does. Let's unmute them now and crank up
0: their volume. Here we go. So here we are. Twenty seconds left, and it looks like we're going to see a launch here. Team is Fifteen seconds.
1: So exciting. It is.
0: Go Dragon, Go Falcon, Godspeed Inspiration
1: 4. Copy, one alpha. Vehicles Do pitching downrange.
2: See how much light comes off the bottom of that?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Why this thing won't go away now? There we go. You propulsion is nominal? Oh, hit Max Q fast. <laughs> yeah. T plus 30 seconds. Pullouts indicate nominal.
0: The Spark mission flame the inspiration for crew. Like we're gravity, we're in the <laughs> council.
1: We're into the throttle down, we're into the throttle bucket.
0: Okay,
2: hey, do you want the throttle down?
1: Throttling
0: down in preparation for the period of maximum dynamic pressure.
2: The announcer always warns you on your first launch not to be focused on the cameras. Uh, he said there'll be plenty of them. So, the
0: Nine, it's supersonic.
2: watch Watch the live one, right? Right. And so, for my second one, I brought a 360 camera. I was like, well, if I, he says I can't aim the first one, I might as well be careful with the second one. And I got on 360 That's camera instead. <laughs> We're through Next the period of maximum you. dynamic pressure.
1: <laughs> oh, we Can we throttle back
2: here. up and one Bravo the call out from space? That's one of the abort sequences. That is a nominal call. Everything continues to be good.
1: Awesome. Nominal is phenomenal. Phenomenal is phenomenal. <laughs> I like Looks that. Looks like a smooth
0: ride for the crew.
1: They are so excited. Look that.
2: <laughs> you don't see that so often with the yeah, uh, with exactly. the
0: crews. <laughs> uh, uh, seasoned actually now it's a little bit more uh, reserved, quiet and reserved. Yeah. yeah. And, uh,
2: they are right at the red line. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> okay, we heard the call out. MDAC is chilling. We're beginning to get the turbo pump ready on the second stage engine for ignition. We're passing through 3G's acceleration. 3G's Everything oh continues goodness. to look nominal.
2: They said that yeah, Haley took 8G's. Wow. 8G's. Yeah. 8G's. They call her the G Queen. <laughs> <laughs> or the G Monster. Our light engines <laughs> oh, are throttling down, down for G limiting. Four Gs, so we're holding it there for the curve. Four Gs, that would be fun. Major event coming up will <laughs> be main and fun. engine
1: cutoff, followed by <laughs> that's, stage that's separation, a ludicrous acceleration. looking at the it second is. stage engine nozzle. Well, when you think about the ludicrous is 1.1, Gs. And Miko. And Miko. Yeah.
2: There right.
0: we go, fire up that bell. Uh, <laughs> roo
2: the camera Leah
0: the a second stage has are they doing a um,
2: uh, LZ or are they doing a um, drone ship
0: on this one good question.
1: Yeah, we'll find it. It's gonna do both for sure. There
0: on the left-hand side of your screen is making its uh, way back down to Earth. The grid fins have popped out. To assist well, with I the think we'll let everybody and go, go in, and come right. with the, the live stream, and uh, we thank you uh, uh, for, for watching out this out, uh, week on the Tesla in Life, in the and of course ocean. the uh, the new series, the Rocket As Launch Life. Uh, <laughs> <views laughs> and we will catch uh, you next week and let you know what's <laughs> happening in the Tesla Life.
1: Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining. And it's making its way back to Earth. The velocity of the first Dragons, stage... SpaceX trajectory nominal.